Welcome to Living Life. Hey, do you sometimes uh, get very, very upset when somebody forgets something very important to you and they make a promise about it and they completely forget it? How do you feel about that? What we're going to see in the passage today is about a God who never forgets, a God who always remembers his promises, a God who always remembers his covenant to his people. Let's take a look at the passage at this time. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in a dark cloud, have built a magnificent temple for you, a place for you to dwell forever. While the whole assembly of Israel was standing there, the king turned around and blessed them. Then he said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his hands has fulfilled what he promised with his mouth to my father David. For he said, Since the day I brought my people out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city in any tribe of Israel to have a temple built, so that my name might be there, nor have I chosen any one to be ruler over my people Israel. But now I have chosen Jerusalem for my name to be there, and I have chosen David to rule my people Israel. My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, You did well to have it in your heart to build a temple for my name. Nevertheless, you are not the one to build the temple, but your son, your own flesh and blood. He is the one who will build the temple for my name. The Lord has kept the promise he made. I have succeeded David my father, and now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. And I have built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. There I have placed the ark in which is the covenant of the Lord that he made with the people of Israel. Welcome back to Living Life. Hey, the passage today is very exciting. Um, we're going to look at how a God that makes and keeps uh, his promises. Uh, as the passage opens, uh, the chronicler, who is uh, really just a historian who's telling us about uh, what occurred in at various points in Jewish history, uh, and Chronicles is a book of history, uh, as we are uh, seeing. He's telling us about Solomon and how Solomon was the one who built the temple. And interestingly enough, he talks about how uh, a passage of God being in this dark cloud. And as we know, the dark cloud represented God's presence, especially when the uh, Israelites were going through the wilderness. That dark cloud is what they followed because they knew that was the presence of God. And now the passage opens with a reference to this dark cloud again, this dark cloud that now will have a uh, permanent home uh, that Solomon will build. So Solomon's talking about this particular uh, time with God through the chronicler. And as 
as we see this, uh, God tells, uh, is telling Solomon that he had not appointed any particular tribe or any particular city in the past with respect to building a temple, a permanent home for him. Because before he just lived uh, through a portable tent uh, of the meeting or a tabernacle. But now uh, he was saying, I now appoint and I now choose Jerusalem as the place as the, uh, as the city where my temple will be built, in Solomon you will build it. Even though your father David had good intentions by saying that he wanted to build the city, in, in particular a temple for me, Solomon you will be the one to build it. Now interestingly, as we look at the passage, uh, the city of uh, uh, Jerusalem and the temple being built there was not uh, t- built there for any political reasons, but it was really built because God's name wanted to dwell in that temple and dwell in that city. So when we see this, we see this whole idea of the name of God. What is the name of God? Uh, If we look at Exodus chapter 34, 5 and 6, uh, where Moses uh, asked God to uh, be able to see his glory and God puts him in the cleft of the rock and says, you cannot see my glory, but just literally translates out, you can see my hind parts as I go by. Uh, And as we see that God uh, proclaims himself, but what he's really doing is proclaiming his name. What is he saying in his name? He's saying, I am the compassionate God. I am abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. And yet God does not leave the guilty unpunished. This all relates to his name. In addition to that, God has a number of different names. He's the God, our healer. He is uh, the God, our banner. He is the God, our shalom, our peace. He is also the Lord, the Lord God, our righteousness. Now, it's interesting when we look at uh, the names of God and then we look at God choosing Jerusalem as the place where his temple will be built through Solomon. We see that Jerusalem is the city of peace and the city of righteousness. And it lines up specifically with who God is. God is a God of peace and the God of righteousness, the God our banner, the God God our healer. So we see that connection between where God is placing his temple and we see uh, the connection between Solomon who will be building the temple for this God. Now, as we look at as we look at this passage kind of from a more broader standpoint, we see that this God is the God who kept his promise. He kept his promise to David who was Solomon's father, and he said that Solomon would build a temple, and Solomon did build a temple. He also promised David that a ruler from his line would be on the throne forever. And Solomon uh, was on the throne and it was from the line of David. But as we think of this, we cannot help but think of Jesus, who is the ultimate ruler who would be on that line, that line of David, that line of Judah. Jesus, Jesus, who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he is the one for who the temple was built. He is the one who is the temple uh, in our heart. So as we think of God and we think about a place and a permanent residence for God, we can only think about our hearts and the temple that where God resides in our hearts.
God is the compassionate God. God is the forgiving God. God is the loving God. And God is the God who is our healer. He is also our peace. He is a God that remembers us. He's a God that never forgot us. Although he sits high, although he is above all creation, he remembers the state of his creation. And God chose to come to be with his creation because he remembered us. He made a promise to David. That promise was fulfilled through Solomon. And through that line, that promise was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Jesus is still fulfilling that promise. Jesus is still showing the love and the compassion and the forgiveness and the mercy of God. My question today is, do you know that love and that forgiveness and that compassion of God? When Jesus was on the cross, he remembered you. He remembered me. And now, today, is another opportunity for you to come to know him. Don't let this time go to waste. Every moment that God gives you, every day that God gives you to receive his grace, and to receive his forgiveness is a time that he is showing that he loves you and he's patient because he does not desire that anyone would perish, but that all would come to repentance. I implore you today, I urge you, come to know this loving, forgiving, compassionate God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We bless you. And we look forward, oh God, to what you're going to do today as we exist in this day because you have given us breath. We seek your blessing. And it's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, Lichia Fargo and Stepping in Prosa, CGM.